everybody, and welcome back to another Tuesday on Fingers Crossed Podcast. We're back with you to discuss more things, more life, more struggles, more freaking world developments that are depressing. It's just been a whirlwind of a week. I don't know about you. First of all, I'm Christy, and I didn't introduce myself, but if you haven't heard us before, this is us on the podcast, Christy and Sierra. Nice I'm not you. sure that that's had a period in that entire sentence. I think that was like the world's longest run on. Honestly, I, mean, I think that summarizes my week, though. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, isn't it crazy? Weren't we talking about this last time another big world event happened that we keep saying we're living in unprecedented times and that continues, it know, continues to be unprecedented times? I would like to say that this is unprecedented, but it's a little too precedented for comfort. It really is. is yeah. the issue here. Unfortunately. But we'll get to that. Anyway. In case you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're kind of addressing the the humanitarian crisis going on in the ukraine right now um if you don't know what's going on it is really freaking tragic and it kind of does just put a damper on everything going on in the world and like focusing on like minutiae sometimes feels a little trivial you know what i mean it's like but at the same time you have like life has to go on but it's you know i definitely did want to you know acknowledge that it's a serious tragedy and i really hope that it doesn't continue to get worse, which it probably will. But it's so much more than we could say on like a small segment of a podcast. And there's a lot of really serious implications that could come from it that are just really, really freaking scary. So it's okay to be scared. And it's okay. We're sending our love to everyone who's like directly impacted at this point, but we don't know how it's going to develop from here. And it's just, I don't think anyone thought that we would actually get to this point. So it's just very sobering I would say um but yeah Yeah. very tragic and it's the kind of thing where it's like I get people messaging me like oh what can we do like how can we help and it's like this is something where it's much bigger than just like donating to something and like this is a geopolitical nightmare (laughs) essentially that's very very bad so anyway not to like start on a very somber note but it's obviously just such a huge thing that can't be ignored for the sake of having a like well, yeah like podcast when like, stuff was happening reality yeah when stuff was happening with the u.s with like the january 6th thing in the election like we can't just like glaze past it and like yes you need to have those like happy little things to distract you when times are rough and there's horrible things going on but i feel like it would be um insensitive and and weird Tone to not to, to yeah. not address it yeah like i don't even know what to say it's like you know i wanted to i shared a story a video that i saw on instagram i yes i went back on instagram this morning and it was just such a weird paradox to go on i like it made me not want to be on it because it was like a combination of tons of information about the ukraine and then like superficial influencer posts about outfits and it like went back and forth to be like ukraine influencer ukraine influencer ukraine influencer and i was just like like it just it, it's a weird like desensitization in a way do you know what i mean yeah like, and i think it's just kind of the whole i think it's the world we're living in in the sense of you know this kind of magnitude of crises and things in the past haven't happened to the background of social media and especially like living in a capitalist system where we're all working and our days are still normal and we're still getting like trivial feedback from our bosses or I don't know it's really it's just a really weird place to be in and obviously that's the least of the problems because there's actual problems of people's lives who are in danger in Ukraine but I'm just talking about like I totally relate to the feeling of just everything feels weird in this setting and again like there's not really good words to say or like a good way to put it because it's just a terrible circumstance 
Um, yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, I, I I wanted to share something and, like, I guess show my support and, like, have ever, people know that, like, I do support the people in Ukraine and that I don't support this war, obviously. But, like, saying... I don't think anyone does. No, of course it's not. <laughs> but, like, saying something is, like, simple as, like... It's like shouting praying, it into the void. Yeah, like, praying like, for the yeah. people of Ukraine or my thoughts are with the people in Ukraine. Like, it just sounds so hollow. It sounds like when everyone was saying thoughts and prayers for the next school shooting and then everyone's like, oh, great, that helps. Yeah, wow, woohoo. Anyway, yeah. So, definitely good to be aware. I would just say, like, make sure you guys are, you know, keeping up to date and, like, try and educate yourself as much as you can. Um, but just, you know, don't be too hard on yourself about the feelings of guilt or the weird feelings of still going to work or going to get dinner with your friends and things while this is going on because we're all dealing with that space right now and like we can only operate in the space that we're in at this moment so we're really yeah. hoping that it improves but as time goes on my hope is dwindling so on that note <laughs> on that cheery note um anyway welcome back to another episode of fingers crossed podcast we have been uh, hanging out with you guys on Instagram, getting your feedback on episodes and ideas for like future stuff and what you're excited about. And it's been really great getting your feedback. So again, if you are not on Instagram, uh, being part of the show, it's at fingers crossed pod. We would love you to join us there so you can put your feedback and opinions on our little polls and fun things that we do. Um, but today we're going to be doing a bit of a advice column episode. I know we did one of these a while ago. I remember recording it while I was in Vegas during the pandemic um, when I had been staying at my parents' house for like three weeks or something like that because I remember sitting and recording it in my dad's office. Um, Very but specific yeah, we, memory. <laughs> I know. It's weird. I, I You remember certain things about certain times or whatever. But um, yeah, we did decided to reach out for you guys to get some questions or things you guys are looking for advice on. So we're excited to be... Um, diving into that today and kind of just addressing how we're all doing. I did a little mental health check-in on just like kind of seeing what you guys are dealing with and struggling with. And it just kind of sounds like we're all like, you know how we talked about January blues a couple mm -hmm. episodes ago. I don't necessarily think they've all gone away. Like I think there's I still, think it's just a winter feeling. There's honestly. a win yeah, there's a there's kind of been a in the world a feeling. struggle yeah with the heaviness of the world like we just talked about and with you know i think the great resignation is still like lingering it's not like everyone who resigned or was looking to upgrade their position i mean no me especially like it's not like everyone now has jobs and that's all resolved and everyone's got the paycheck they're looking for i mean it just definitely sounds like from what you guys are saying to us like and what i know that i'm experiencing there's just still a lot of heavy stress that is happening right now so if that's you, you are 1000% not alone. And um, yeah, I just wanted to share on our little uh, poll that we asked, what's kind of been on your mind? What's been weighing on you guys right now? And what's uh, the 411? Yeah, what's the 411? What's everybody talking about? What's everybody <laughs> struggling with? Um, number one, struggling with mental wellness, which is so relatable because I kind of feel We're like it, 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 it just encompasses so many aspects and especially right. as I've been learning taking just like getting off the grid for social media just for a little bit made me realize how wrapped up that was a part of my daily life and I went on this morning for like 20 minutes and then I was like I don't I don't want to be on here anymore like I I think I'm really kind Put of broke away. I broke the like what do you call it like when you you, you step out of it for a little bit and then you kind of the are able yeah, you're able to look at it from a, an outside perspective and just realizing how 
how much I don't like to having to see all the comparison all the time. And it makes it so hard to stay in my lane when staying in my lane is what I literally need to be doing to survive right now and not mm-hmm. focusing on what everybody else is doing. And it makes it so, so hard to do that. So yeah, mental wellness, number one, if you are struggling with that, I mean, this is just my personal experience. I definitely recommend taking a little uh, respite from social media because it helped me a lot. Um Unless you're following fingers crossed podcast. Right. I know it's kind of a juxtaposition for me to be like, oh, go on our Instagram and follow us. But like, we're not going to be posting stuff. Just make a separate account just for fingers crossed. We're never posting stuff to try to like be like, look at the highlights reel of how great we are. It's literally like talking about episodes, sharing dumb pictures of ourselves and doing goals. Yeah, us with plants. I was like, what am I going to post today? Mm, The one of us hiding in the jungle plant. That's a good one. Anyway, back to the poll. Um, First was mental wellness. Second was career. So we're all struggling with that. I know I'm definitely in that boat too. And that can encompass a lot of things. Third is finances also can relate to that. And fourth is relationships. And those are just like, just so you guys know, tons of people responded to this. So if you're struggling with any of those things, you are not alone. And we're hoping to just take a couple of the things that you guys are looking for advice on today and just discuss it and hopefully provide some insight. That's always what we aim to do. Take it. Or leave advice and it ruins your life. We take no responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. We are not experts. No no refunds or substitutions. Yes, seriously. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, Data overages may apply. And at least help you maybe think of it from a different point of view, at least. We'll see. Anyway, shall we get started? What is our first question? What is our first scenario? Our first advice? All right. Inquiry. So here we go. This one is related to work. She says, my bosses at work think I'm really capable, which is great. And I am. But I do feel like what they're giving me is meant for someone with more experience. For context, I'm supposed to come up and propose to the senior leadership team an entire new communication strategy for an 150 plus person organization that's in a 10K sized company. This is my first job out of college that I started about a year and a half ago, and I don't know where to even start. And I am stressed. That's tough. I think also, I mean, first of all, I think that's a very flattering position to be in that they trust you with that. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people could express being frustrated because they're not trusted with enough things or they're micromanaged or they feel like their ideas get steamrolled. But to have your opinion and your voice that valued, I think is a very good thing. So first of all, I think it's important to acknowledge that and like they have faith in you for a reason and they probably wouldn't be giving you this assignment if they didn't think that you could do it. So I think that's very good. That's a good place to start. But if it's genuinely stressing you out, it's tough just because I don't know what your leadership structure is like or like who you report to. But I would say if I were in that situation, the first thing I would go to would be my boss and just express and say like, I really want to do well on this I and just be honest, like I don't feel a hundred or I wouldn't say I don't feel equipped, but just say like I'd love to get some sort of guidance if you can talk to someone yeah, who's I feel done like, this in the past. I feel like guidance is a good word. Right. Like you don't have to say a hundred percent like, oh my God, I can't do this. Um, can I give this to someone else? Like I, I think you should at least try because also it's a good challenge to do things that you don't feel comfortable with or you're not sure that you can handle because it's a good way to grow but at the same Mm -hmm. time I think you have to express say I really do want to you know do the team well and do 
this communication strategy well, but I feel like it would be helpful for me if I could get some guidance more of like expectations for it. If you could direct me to someone who's done something similar that I could consult on or just try and make it more of a like, who can I or ask to make this the best it can be kind of thing. Just like make it clear that you want some sort of support, but also like that you are up to the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think it, and it's hard to know again, what their leadership is. Like you said, I know when I was at my previous job, there was a situation where I was given almost the exact same task. I was tasked with doing this marketing presentation and I was really excited for the opportunity because I'd never done anything like that. They were putting Mm -hmm. a huge responsibility into my hands and I got to be like, yeah, I pitched a brand to Target. Like, that's really exciting. But But it's scary. I had no experience with that. And I didn't even know, like she said, where to start. And I had to go to my boss and be like, look, I want to succeed, but I need more structure if I'm going to succeed. Like, I need a little bit more. I call it the skeleton or the outline of like, I need to know like what sort of topics to address. Like, I need to know what sort of like little thing and then I will fill it I will write it I will fill in the blanks I will fill in the details like I just I need some structure guidelines so maybe as far as you know what she's saying here with this and create an entire new communication strategy for this organization inside of the company maybe finding out like what are a couple of strategies they've tried that haven't worked or what are a couple strategies maybe that they're or like strategy ideas that they would be wanting to explore that maybe she could, you know, write a couple of, you know, sub bullets for like, you know what I mean? Like just little finding yeah, just templates parameters, templates, yeah. parameters, that kind of a thing. If you're able to find out like what their strategy looked like in the past, because also like you don't know if that means, oh, they want you to do. I mean, maybe, you know, but we don't know if that means, oh, they want you to just like put new information in their old structure kind of thing or if mm-hmm. you're just radicalizing it and just starting from scratch with something new like that's a lot of pressure so it's important that you're just really communicative with the people who you need to be and especially with your boss who's like right above you and let them know that you know you really are excited to do it and you want to do a good job but you do have concerns and you want to make sure that you're in the position to be successful for this and for the whole company. I think that's how you should approach it. And keep in mind, when you have more responsibility versus not enough, it does make like growing after this job easier in the sense because you've done so much more and you look so much more competitive to either grow within the company or for your next company. So it can be a really good place to be. And while it's like a trial by fire, it can be really setting you up for success. Um, And you might learn a lot about what you're capable of that you didn't think you were. Exactly. On the other hand, it's good to be cognizant. Take it with a grain of salt. Are there like, are you understaffed in this company? Like, are you taking on multiple people's roles? Because that was Mm. something I've also experienced is like, are these senior tasks within your position that they're like, just really have faith in you? Or are you taking on work from like multiple positions? Are they expecting a lot of you because they're refusing to hire the sufficient amount of people because I also know that is something that happens really frequently because businesses don't want to spend money and so they hire too few people to do too much work and it ends up that people end up being exploited so just keep that with a, a grain of salt pay attention that like it doesn't feel like that's happening and that also just like pay attention to other departments like do those people in those departments and roles look like they've got a healthy and reasonable amount of work or are they, you know, dealing with too much, having too much piled on their plate? It just might be good to kind of take stock of 
why are they giving you all this responsibility? Is it due to that you really are an amazing, capable person? And I'm sure that's the reality. Or, but like, are they also kind of doing a little bit of worker exploitation? So just, I just wanted to say mm-hmm. that to keep in mind, because that definitely happens. So yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother issue in itself. Because that's yeah. like something that would be very hard to just kind of like address with your boss and move on. Like that's a more structural thing. But yeah, I think it's important to just like, like Sierra said, take stock of it and communicate what you can with the people you're working with. Just like express your concerns in an optimistic way, I mm-hmm. would say. Yeah. Best of sure. luck really rooting for you on that one. Yeah, we're Keep sure you're going to kill it. Yeah, let <laughs> us know how it goes. We're actually really invested now. So, mm-hmm. Okay, the next one says, hi, Christine, Sierra. I could use some advice slash thoughts, which is what we're here for, girl. I'm in a two-year relationship, and recently we went through a pause in the relationship because his dad passed from COVID. He, of course, was struggling with this and said he needed a break from the relationship. So I gave him space, like he asked, and we rekindled things in early January. Throughout the relationship, I knew he wanted to try living in LA to pursue his dream in music. I always kind of brushed it on the side and tried to just enjoy being together, especially since our relationship started long distance. I was in grad school and we're both from Seattle. So he's trying out LA for a month and I'm not sure if he'll extend or come back. It's just complicated because I want to be with him and he's a great guy, but the distance and us getting back from the break we took has been hard. So thinking ahead. Is it crazy for me to consider moving to LA to be with him? I have mixed feelings about staying in Seattle, but I don't want to move somewhere only for a guy. I know I have an anxious attachment style and can lose myself in relationships, but at the same time, I am quite independent, if that makes sense. I didn't have my first boyfriend until 25 and was totally fine being single before this, but now the idea of losing him is very scary. I know this is a lot and I'm bringing it up in therapy also, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, your thoughts on how you liked living in LA. Thank you. Man, wow. that is a layered that's a pickle. advice First of all, question. I just want to say great job on going to therapy. That's a good place to uh, get these kind of things out without having to like necessarily bring it up with your boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like at every time you can like talk about it with mm-hmm. an outside opinion. Um, and having that awareness about your own attachment style too. I'm yeah, sure that's, that's been great. In therapy like, and everything, but like literally, I have the same one anxious attachment. Um, there's a lot to unpack with this. Um. My first thought is don't go to L.A. That's my first thought right off the bat. I just feel like there isn't necessarily enough information about where he is at. You know, it's hard to say someone who took a break in the middle of the relationship. And you guys have been together for two years. Um, a lot of it has been long distance. And I also my concern is that you are willing to make potentially willing to make the sacrifice for him to pick up everything and move, you know, without necessarily a job or with without like a lot of other connections there. But what kind of... Well, we sac- don't know that. No, we don't. Yeah, she didn't mention it. So I don't know. Maybe you do. Um, I would like, does LA excite you for any reasons outside of him? Like, are you willing to like are you wanting a new adventure? Have you been tired of Seattle? Does the thought of being in LA, but like, if you guys don't work out, would you stay? Like, is that exciting? Um, because we just, I don't even know, like he, it sounds like he picked up and left kind of abruptly. And like, I don't know how much like of that was discussed with you or was your opinion even asked? Like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like in a committed, serious relationship, granted someone, prioritizing their career is okay but that is also something to take into consideration that it sounds like right now he is prioritizing his career over you and Mm -hmm. 
that's okay. Like sometimes people need to focus on their career. It sounds like music has been a lifelong dream of his, but it sounds like that's his focus. And I'm not sure that he would necessarily pick up and move for you right now. So it's kind of like just looking at your, and I hope none of this sounds rude or anything, but just based on what I know of the situation, are your in is his investment and are your investment in this relationship equal at this point? And is he as excited to build a future with you as you are with him? Because it sounds right now like he likes you very much and you know cares about having you in his life. But at the same time, it you know, if I lost a family member right now, like obviously that would be terrible, but I can't imagine like wanting to take a break from my relationship. I feel like that would be such a, a a system of support for me during that time. So it's kind of hard for me to... I mean, yeah, I think that might just be like a personality difference and we don't know the whole situation. So it's... No, of course not. And I'm not trying to be cavalier. I'm just saying if I were in her shoes, like had that happened, plus the long distance, plus someone picking up and moving to LA pretty abruptly just due to a convenient housing situation, I think it might not be the time to move. Um, at least not without more information about like where he sees your guys' future going or like, you know, his response to your idea of that. Um I yeah. don't know. What are your what are your thoughts, Christy? To me, it sounds like um it sounds like he still has a lot that he needs to figure out for himself before he can give that like equal partnership in a relationship to you just from the sound yeah. of it like I think especially guys I feel like a lot of people are like this but more so I've noticed it stereotyping here with guys where they just like can't you know settle down or even like be in a relationship before they just feel confident in their careers in their jobs and in their income like a lot of things like they feel that and the right guy I've heard this before it's like he'll be right and ready. It makes him right. Just because he seems like the right guy, if he's not ready to actually give that like give and take, you know, 100% to the relationship like you are, because he needs to figure out this other thing or because he's always wanted to explore music in LA first, I think maybe it's a timing thing and maybe you could work out in the future. But I think for now, it might be better if you give him the space to do that and you guys, you know, maybe you're just not right for each other at this moment. Who knows what will happen down the line, maybe in a few years. Like, I think you should 100% live your life how you want to live it. You shouldn't bend what you are doing or where you're living because of him. Like, like Sierra mm -hmm. said, if you do have reasons to be in LA for yourself, sure. And maybe that does work out. But I would say, like, if he's in the position where he's prioritizing this and he, like, knows that you know, this is something he has to do for himself, then I think you should let him and I think that you should let him go and do that. And if he is meant for you, then he will come back to you in that sense. I really do believe yeah. timing is essential. And I think people need to figure out their own shit. And I think that honestly, it might be better if you do that separately, because he might, you know, I don't know, I feel like, obviously, he has to do that. And he might resent you if you hold him back from that, in a sense, or he might like secretly, that might cause you know, issues in the relationship or I don't know. Because yeah, that's another thing that she, you know, she said, you know, that he's mentioned throughout their relationship, he's mentioned always wanting to do this and she's kind of just brushed it off and not really right. acknowledged it. You and know, now it's in, on your front door. <laughs> and, and that's a big thing. You know, it maybe he has needed to feel a little more supported in that. And maybe that's why he just picked up and went because, you know, 
while it's not ideal to live in two different places, like if you're going to be with somebody, you have to be able to support their aspirations and their dreams, like whatever they want to do. And that, and it might be complicated. It also might mean you're not right for each other. Um, I am not saying that you should never move for a significant other. Like, if I, in my current relationship, like with Jason, if he told me like, Hey, I have this job opportunity in Michigan that is going to change my life. It means so much to me. Like, will you move with me? Like, I really want to do this. Like, yeah, it would be a big change, but like, I would do it, you know, because it's, you know, I am committed in our partnership that I would move for him if it like really meant something to him. But also that depends on your circumstances at the time. Like, I think if you in this moment were in a career where you had to be in LA every day and it was like it meant the world to you you might reconsider that too you know what I mean I suppose that's true I am unemployed right now so that's kind of hard to express um but I'm I'm not saying saying, I'm not saying you as in Sierra Green but just like the global you it depends on your situation like in I feel like in different points in our lives we're more inclined to prioritize different aspects of our lives you know like at certain points you know, your career is your number one. And at certain points, your relationship is your number one. And I think it's just a matter of aligning those priorities with one another and being on the same page about it. And I think you might be looking at it because this is your first relationship. You might be looking at it in a bit of a scarcity mindset of like, I finally found someone where I really, really am invested. And I really do want to be with him. And he is the right guy for me. But again, like, just because he has been the right guy from you up to this point doesn't mean that you're still moving in that same direction. And it doesn't mean that he's the only guy that will be right for you and your circumstances and living in the same place as you. You know what I mean? Right. And so. you have to be willing to make sacrifices for each other and find compromise. And, right. you know, I, th- I think that th- those kind of serious conversations need to be had um, as far as, you know, your future and where you guys see it aligning because he may want to stay in LA and you may want to stay in Seattle. And, you know, that might just be the reality of the situation. Right. Um, it, it is tough though. And I, I, you know, it's hard to be presented with that, but I think, yeah, I just think some more serious conversations need to be had. And, you know, while he's there, like, I don't want you to be, you know, sitting around waiting, like just waiting for him to get back or waiting, you know, you, I want you to focus on your, like enriching your life and like what makes you happy and like fulfilling in your career and your hobbies and your friendships, you know, and kind of finding that foundation outside of the relationship as well. Right. Um, I think it's also like, you have to look at it if two years from now you woke up and you know, you had stayed committed to this relationship above other things or whatever. And then you wake up and he breaks it off and you look around and like, are you just as happy with the life you built for yourself in those two years? Or are you going to look back and regret the time that you spent prioritizing him when Mm -hmm. you were letting other parts of your life go by in order to accommodate his? Like, I think it has to be, I don't know, the way I see it, like, yes, sacrifice is important on both sides of a relationship, but it should fit enough together where you're not uprooting your life from the beginning and obviously this isn't the beginning so it's different but I feel like there's a certain component where like you guys are right for each other in that time because the timing works because you're both solid in your life and accomplishing the things that you want to that you can give to the relationship and at the same time there's a little bit of room of sacrificing but not to the extent where it infringes on like the core of your life Mm -hmm. you know and if it's at that point where you feel like you're uprooting a lot more and sacrificing a lot more than he's willing to for you, I think maybe it might be a moment to step back. Let him do that. You go off and live your life and maybe in the future it'll work out, but I don't think it's 
it might not be at this time is what I'm saying, which is really hard. And I get the feeling of like, you feel, you finally found someone where it's right. And you feel like this is something to fight for. But at the same time, is he on that same page with you? For exactly. You? So, And to answer the second half of that question, how's LA? Uh, Christy will tell you what she thinks. <laughs> um, I loved it when I first came here. It's like, especially when you're young and you're like, wanting to pursue acting or music or dance or any of those creative enterprises, or you want to go into the entertainment industry, there's so much opportunity. There's so many possibilities. There's, it's never boring. Um, and you can't beat the weather. The weather's incredible. Like we have 80 degree Februarys, you know, it's wonderful. Um, but that being said, it is for everything that there is opportunity and growth there. It's, it's also insanely competitive and cutthroat. Um, people can be really fake you can't walk down the street without someone having an Instagram photo shoot. Um, and it's insanely expensive. Like it is insanely expensive to live here. And you often have to compromise on a lot to be able to afford to be here. So um, yeah, the, every place has got its pros and cons. Um, but I won't say it's my favorite place in the world I've ever been. But I also know that that's because I'm 26 now and I have been here for four years and I I think there's so much about LA when you first move out that is so like rose colored glasses, stars in your eyes, like city of dreams, city of potential. And then as you get older and you realize how toxic the entertainment industry can be and how competitive and how difficult and heartbreaking and smoggy and crowded and trafficy, like you just you realize that it's 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 just another city. It's just really warm and has nice beaches. So. Yeah, I think it's important to look at it through the lens of like how you can grow there for whatever mm -hmm. your career is. If there are, if you can work remotely and fully do your job there and you're happy in the job you're already in, if you want to look for a new job, if there's opportunities that you can expand and grow as a person. Again, if two years from now you look back, will you be happy with how your life is advanced separate from him, but how you would be on your own in that setting is mm -hmm. how I would look at it. But yeah, it's definitely a personal choice. I don't like LA, but that's my personal opinion. So you might love it and it might be perfect for you and you might grow insanely in your career there and you might be a much better person two years from now just because of that change up, you know, but it's about having the self-awareness and kind of understanding like what you could do separate from the relationship. I think you need to kind of, it's hard because that's the lens you're looking through this entire move through. But if you're going to uproot your life for someone else essentially you have to make sure there's enough benefit for just you if that weren't to work out and that wasn't going to mm -hmm. be your long-term relationship i think that's really good advice yeah because maybe she does really want an adventure and she's like no i've got great friends there and i've got you know i could get this other side gig that i'm really excited about and i've always dreamed of living next to the beach you know like okay yeah but that's yeah, that's different definitely. than moving just for him yeah i think this is definitely a pro and cons list kind of moment <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely so anyway. next, talking about dating some more, but on a lighthearted note, I hooked <laughs> up with a co-worker at an office party last week, and I have not heard from him since. I'm switching jobs no. next week. Do I text him or wait for him to reach out? Um, He may not reach out. Um, This may just be one of those things where you hook up at a party and then you never speak of it again. Do you like him? That's what I need to know. Like, do you guys have a history? Have you, like, flirted? Or was this just like a one-off I mean, it sounds like up. she wants to pursue, to pursue something with him because yeah. she's waiting to talk to him. I mean, again, if you're never going to see him again, if he hasn't reached out, that probably means that he's not looking for anything. Or maybe he thought that you, you know, wouldn't want to pursue anything because you were leaving and it was just a hookup situation. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, would I say, have found I have found with guys that actions speak louder than words, and if someone's into you, they will find a way to yeah. make sure you know. And if no, they're I not, agree. you will not hear from them. And to assume otherwise will leave you sad. That has been my. Life I mean, this experience. is like an interesting circumstance, though. It so is. I would, because he could make a lot of assumptions based on your like coworker relationship and you moving jobs and all of this. Like, there's a lot of moving parts. So I would say generally i'd say like 75 percent chance he's not really looking to pursue anything more because he would have said something but there's also that other sliver that says you know maybe he didn't want to infringe on you or make you uncomfortable so i'd say it's worth reaching out once especially if you don't have to go to work next week and see him yeah you don't really have much to lose at this point so if you really are interested in saying something i'd say throw one last bone text him once and then throw your phone into the abyss and like if he reaches out and he's like oh i'm glad you said something like maybe he thought you know x y and z but i think it's that's worth, your litmus it's test. worth a shot it's definitely worth a shot but don't but go beyond one shot i would say do not <laughs> expect this man to fall and propose to you the next day because that is a sierra move and it, all it does is leave you set up for heartbreak and you just don't want to go there so but like, i do know people who've been in situations where not the exact same but like they had a work crush from a job and then they left that job and then they ended up reaching out to them later and they went on a date and then they started dating, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it never happened in the moment. And a lot of people would tell her like, oh, if he was interested in you, he would have said something like while you were working together or he would have been the one to reach out. But really, it's not always the case because they make assumptions based on that, you know, circumstance you've been in with them before. So I would say, yeah, it's worth one reaching out once. But that's all I would give it. <laughs> I would say don't give it too much bandwidth and don't give it too much emotional energy. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I yeah. It's worth giving it a shot because this could be your meet cute and you could end up married with 17 kids and live happily ever after in Boise, Idaho, or you could not and he could be a tool and not respond to you. And and that's that, I, think it's, I think that's the more I likely think, scenario, but it's worth yeah, a shot. I think you have to reach out with the assumption that he's not going to respond. And if he does, then that's just a great bonus. But I think you can't operate thinking that it's going to work out. You know, like that's don't set yourself up for disappointment. I would say cautiously. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed and with caution. Does, and if he does respond and he's like kind of iffy, wishy-washy, you know, if it quacks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So I think the direct and confident approach is great, but have zero expectation. Yes. In exactly. the response. Yeah, absolutely. Good advice, Christy. You too, Sierra. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay. We have another one. Another one. Another this one. is a DM that we got that says, drumroll, please. First off, love you and your podcast. Cannot wait for more content and longer episodes in the future. Oh, how nice. This says, I'd like to hear your advice on how to get out of a lack of motivation rut. I can visualize my goals and understand what I need to do to get there. But working full time and living in today's world where everything is so energy draining makes it so hard for me to show up for myself. What helps you stay focused? Thank you in advance. That's a tough one. That is so and that hard. Also, oh it's very gosh. personal because I don't know exactly what kind of goals you're talking about. Like, are you talking about like advancing in your career? Are you talking about like starting a TikTok account where you make crafts on there? Like, I don't know. Are you talking about like maybe their fitness goals, a relationship, or healthy yeah. eating, or something? Yeah. But to me, it sounds like you're looking at it way too macro, and you need to break it down. Like you say, you know what you need to do to get there. I would just say make like a monthly goal, and then from there weekly goals that'll help you get to that monthly goal. And then from there, just day to day, just say, I'm going to spend 10 minutes 
researching X, Y, and Z to help build my side hustle today. And -hmm. I think if you break it down into smaller bite-sized pieces and take it one step at a time and don't beat yourself up for not achieving it all at once, that's what's going to keep you motivated is because you're going to see eventually like getting that momentum and like committing that time to yourself and carving it out to work on it on a more regular basis without putting the pressure to achieve it overnight. Because right now when you're looking at it, oh, I know what I need to do to get there and I know this big goal I have, but it's really hard to get motivated by that because it seems exhausting and it seems like a lot of work. But if you just take it one day at a time and one small step, I think it'll be a lot more manageable and be something that you can actually like. It just seems like something that's doable in that sense rather than like scary and overwhelming. Yeah, I actually have the perfect little graphic for this. Obviously, it's a podcast, so I can't show it. But Is this I can the just... diamond one? No, it's like that one oh, you okay. sent me. But um, I'm going to show you right now on the screen, Christy, and then I'm going to describe it. Ah, okay. I'd like to hear you describe this. Yes. So it's called The Power of Small Steps, and there are two little comic bubbles next to each other with depicting two different pictures the one is a sad man standing in front of three extremely large stairs the picture on the left is a man in front of three extremely large stairs that he can't climb but the one on the right is a happy man who's halfway up about a hundred tiny stairs because they're and it might take him longer on each of those tiny stairs but he can get to the goals because the stairs are climbable instead of three massively unclimbable stairs. Maybe we'll post this on our story I'll so post you guys it. can see the video. I think I described it just fine. No, I anyway, think you did, but my own eyes deceived me. But the uh, the symbolism of that is, like Chrissy was saying, like whatever your goals are, just find like really small little ways to make you feel on track or to help you remember your goal. And other than that, to just like let it go and give yourself the space to just rest and be a person. Like maybe you just need to eat. If you're trying to like... Do healthy eating, like tell yourself to eat one vegetable with with eat with dinner, like one vegetable with dinner, whatever that is, like a, just a slice of zucchini. I don't know, like just little yeah, things. Just start that, small and then yeah, build exactly. on it. And if build you can, on it. If it's easy for you, then add more on and challenge yourself more, but don't start by overbiting more than you can chew. Another big thing related to that is when it comes to immediate gratification. Um, there's a saying that's like a lot of people give up. They're like what their long term wants are for the satisfaction in the moment of something small. And I am someone who is really bad with immediate gratification. Like I want to feel something now. Mm -hmm. And so I'll often like throw out the window what I was doing because I want what I want to do right now instead. So finding a way to remember like why why you've set this motivation or why you've set this goal for yourself and what is it going to do for you? What is it going to fulfill for you? And is that a healthy reason? I think, you know, Christy and I always say this, you know, find the why of the reason. It could be that why you're not really feeling motivated about it is because the reason you've told yourself you want this thing isn't really what you want, or it isn't really in in sync with who you are. I've experienced that with myself before by telling myself, oh, I... I really need to get better at my acting stuff. I need to work on my website and I need to make more reels and I need to do this and that. And then I just wasn't doing it. And I was like, why am I not doing it? It's like, well, I don't really want to be doing it. I don't really want yeah. to be pursuing this. Like, why Why did I set all these like goals for myself for this thing that I really don't even want? I've just told myself I have to do. So I'm not saying that's your situation, but when you're not motivated to do something that you think you really want, sometimes it can be a telltale sign that maybe the entire goal needs adjustment or understanding why you made the goal in the first place. 
But in the message, she did say, I know what I want and I know how to get there. So it's a matter of, I think, yeah. Or I guess she says, I can visualize my goals and understand what I need to do to get there. Yeah. But just like the the heaviness of day to day. But again, I think it's important to like keep up the vision boards, keep up the, you know, keeping that in your line of sight because it is easy to get lost in the day to day Mm -hmm. because we all have a lot of shit going on or like minor responsibilities that add up and take up all your time so I definitely feel that we all face that but I think again it goes back to that quote we talked about a few episodes ago of like just because you have a lot every day doesn't mean that you shouldn't prioritize the things that are going to move you forward you know like Mm -hmm. we can all get caught up in the minutiae of living life because it's exhausting and time consuming but it's not going to change you know where you're going to be in five years if you don't do x y and z in the meantime so prioritize the things that'll move you forward absolutely and it's hard, and we're all dealing with it. So we're right there with you, sister. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, seriously. This one is a bit heavier. So um, trigger warning to anyone about, like, relationship with, like, parents or things like that. This one says, so I don't have a good relationship with my mom. She caused me a lot of pain growing up, and she's been my biggest bully. She made comments to me that always made me self-conscious. For a long time, I was worried I would just be like her. But through therapy, I know I won't be. But now my fiance and I are talking about trying for kids and it's a big thing for me that I don't want my mom to be a part of my kid's life, at least unsupervised. Do you think I am crazy for feeling this way? I don't really want to go into depth, but um, yeah. So I'm really sorry that you're going through that. That sounds insanely difficult and I can't even, you know, imagine how painful that must be, you know, to feel the loss of that relationship. And again, kudos to you for like, going to therapy about it and trying to work through some of that trauma because that's that's I can't imagine how difficult this is again like Christy and I are not professionals um I'm just going to answer that the best I can if one of my friends came to me about this um no you are not crazy for feeling that way you aren't crazy at all you're not crazy for wanting to put up those boundaries I absolutely think you have no responsibility to have anyone in your life who has been unkind to you and not treated you well because those boundaries and are there for a reason. And that person kind of made their bed and now they have to lie in it. And you are definitely going to be a good mom for choosing to prioritize your kid's well-being because the reality is, is if she was like that to you, it's very likely she could be like that to your future kids. So um, I think if you want to have a relationship with her, um, you can. But I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with making sure it's always supervised time and that anyone who tells you that that is an unreasonable boundary shouldn't be in your life because you are you and your husband are the ones who get to make those decisions. So um, that's my take on it. Uh, Christy, I don't know if you have anything to add. I mean, it sounds to me like she knows what she needs to do and she's come to terms with it and been in therapy for it. And I think you have a very healthy perspective and understanding, but you like Sierra said, I mean, I'm just going to echo that like you don't you shouldn't feel bad for it. You shouldn't feel guilty because it is your life and you are the one who knows where you should set your boundaries. And I think you just got to stand firm in it. and it might be really hard and a lot of people might not understand, but they're also not in your situation and they don't have that relationship yeah. with her like you do. So I think you just have to trust yourself and, you know, everything you've learned about you and her and what you can and cannot, you know, accept from her and how you want that to be in your kid's life is all up to you so I think yeah trust your gut and stand strong but at least you have like a support system also with like your 
husband and maybe friends or something and therapist hopefully but yeah I feel for you because that must be very difficult yeah I'm sure that's really really tough and we're here for you on fingers crossed (laughs) we support you and love you okay the last one's just a little short response we got to a question box on the story so it just says advice for getting over a guy you were too scared to be with when you had the chance and I I feel like that's like the plot of a rom-com right ready to happen well exactly I mean but I don't think that's a bad way to look at it because then that's gonna you know that plants the seed of you're actually meant to be so you should drop everything and be with them no I don't think that's healthy (laughs) because I am very much someone who romanticizes the past and very much like wonders about what if and is nostalgic and I'm like what if I had taken this path or, you know, like I often will like visualize different versions of my life based on different decisions I could have made in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think there's such a good way of looking at this, which is there is some version of you in if there, if we live in a multiverse, let's just adopt this scenario for a moment. And if there are 50 million billion versions of you living 50 million billion different lives you know, a handful, if not more of those versions are with that guy. And I think what you need to do is make this version of your life, this version of you in the multiverse, the best possible version of your life that you can make it without having that storyline and really Mm. focus on the opportunities that you have and the decisions that you can make at your fingertips right now. And maybe one of those options is being with him. It sounds like it's not just from the way you worded the question, but like if he is in your city and if he is single or whatever, and you are still curious about pursuing a relationship and you were just scared to at a different time, you know, why not pursue it now? You never know if you don't try. But at the same time, it sounds like that's not an option. So I would say use the things that are options and don't dwell on the versions that have already passed you by and don't dwell on the versions of you and the multiverse that aren't your reality right now because they're out of your control. It's in the past. It didn't happen. And there's so many better things probably that can happen from here. So I would say go out, Mm -hmm. date other people, meet new people, just make this version of your life the best possible one that it can be is what I would say. I think I love that the visualization of that with the multiverse that, you know, yeah, maybe there are other versions of you out there, but this is the one to beat. Like, this is the best one. You know, there's a book Um, that I read called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, and it's literally that plot is where this girl's kind of like in a purgatory like she dies but she's able to walk through every she's like in this library and every book she opens is a different version of her life from a different decision that she could have made and Mm. so it's exploring all of that and figuring out you know she thought that she had like a pretty miserable situation when she died but really like there were so many things that she could have done in that scenario of this card that she was dealt that she thought was bad but she could have like made the most of it kind of thing which this isn't a spoiler really but I think you could all probably guess that that's kind of how the storyline would go just from mm-hmm. the back of the book but um I don't know I really like that concept I also saw a TikTok that was like um when you're too lazy to work out and then remember there's a version of you in the multiverse that's getting stronger than you are right now <laughs> <laughs> that's so, funny yeah I think it's also a good way of looking at it because it's not comparing your life to someone else's or someone else's story but to your own and to other versions of what it could be based on the decisions you make now so you can only you can only change the decisions you make from now on you can't go back so it's important to just make the most of the ones that are in your hands at this time so you know it's funny because remember how we talked about that quote if you uh could throw your situation and all of your problems and all of your successes and all of that into a random bag with everyone else in the world would you want to or would you decide yeah. to just keep your own and move forward imagine if you could do that with all of the versions of you in the multiverse like would you trade 
this Sierra or this Christie for what could have been in so many other situations with the risk of knowing how happy you might be or successful or wealthy or what relationships you had or don't like I wouldn't trade it. You know, maybe there is a multiverse out there that's better or that whatever. But like, I don't think it's a risk I would take. And I think most people, given the choice, would stick to the path they're on, you know. So I think it's a you're you are in this Mm -hmm. situation because like it wasn't meant for you. Like even if it wouldn't be the path that you would choose, I think it's important to use that to motivate you to like make the most of your life as it is now, you know, to from this point forward, make it the path that you would choose above all else. Even if you feel like you're down on your life. Exactly. Like like, don't yeah wrong choices. Like it's up to you to create that life for yourself in the you know in the capacity that you're able to with what you don't don't throw in the towel now, you know, because it didn't go the way you wanted you know yeah exactly and I I can tell you like literally even firsthand like you might think that something would have been the best thing for you but then you meet someone or put in a different scenario that you're like wow I'm so glad that other thing didn't work out so just have faith that that's coming and put yourself out there to those new experiences and be open to meeting new people and going out and finding that path that is better than that guy would have been but at the same time, like Christy said, if you're if they're single and you're single and you really just kind of want to revisit it now that you're you've grown and you're in a better place, like there's no shame in that. Like, it, but just again, put the expect like we said with the previous dating one, put your expectation on the floor for the response. You know, yeah. don't expect a thing. But there's no harm in if you want to and it feels like a healthy choice to try reaching back out as long as they're not currently dating someone. Yeah, to me, you know, it sounds like I'm it's gonna, not an option, though, because she says you were too scared to be with when you had the chance. So it sounds like she doesn't have the chance anymore. So I think that's just part if, of yeah, the story you have the to case, accept. Yeah. yeah, accept it. And then, like Christy said, make your life as incredible and be the main character in your own story from here on out. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is all of the advice questions that we're going to get to today. Thank you so much for everyone who wrote in. It was so awesome just to connect with you guys and see, like, what's going on with you and what you're struggling with in a way that, like, we can let you know you're not alone. We can chat with you about. We're always happy to help. So DM us whenever you want. Um, I'd like to do these advice episodes more often because I do think it's a great way to kind of connect with you guys and just have a little conversation. It's also a fun way that if you don't want an entire episode about one topic, you almost get like five baby episodes mm-hmm. in one kind of That's way. That's what we said, I think, about our last advice episode. Yeah. This <laughs> and then we did revisit thing for like a year for and a like half. year and a half. <laughs> also, I just want to thank you guys for your response. Um, we asked you on the Instagram, just kind of like what you need advice with in the short answers. And in doing so, you gave us a ton of great suggestions for um, episode topics. So thank you so much for that. I wasn't even asking that, like intending for episode topics, but I think by asking for advice on certain things that gave us great ideas for topics so thank mm-hmm. you for that we're very excited about those and we look forward to having a new episode for you guys next week so stay tuned subscribe to the podcast to hear all those lovely episodes to come that you have inspired the topics of and we will see you next tuesday on fingers crossed so until then keep your fingers crossed again bye guys <laughs>